Welcome to the launch of the So Fucking Posh podcast. I'm your host, Vanessa Peters, and I'm glad you joined us. I sought to make this podcast to cover a variety of topics and interview and profile photographers, small business owners with pretty dope and popular businesses, models, recording artists, fitness personalities, and honestly, the list continues. This podcast is also going to have episodes where I have guests on the show and we discuss, debate, and share experiences regarding racism, interracial relationships, pop culture, wild headlines, social justice, feminism, sex, dating, relationships, male and female dynamics, listener questions, and once again, the list continues. So if that seems like something you'd be into, stay tuned for future episodes. In the meantime, this first episode features a South Beach photographer that is killing the game one photo shoot at a time. He shot with models such as Matisha, Elizabeth Lopez, and Daphne Joy, among many, many others. Here is So Fucking Posh's exclusive interview with Rob Lowe 305. Keep it locked. Hard times in the city In a hard town by the sea Go ahead and uh, let the uh, readers and the listeners know uh, how Rob Lowe became Rob Lowe. Okay. Okay. Well, um, I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York City, born and raised. Um, and uh, from Brooklyn, and I, from, I left New York uh, through the ways of uh, the Army. I joined the military in 17. Okay. Um, I did two tours in the military. Uh, and then in 2003, I was helping somebody move from New York City to Orlando, Florida, mm-hmm. and uh, and when I was help, I came down Fourth of July weekend, two thousand three, and I was like, "Wow, never been to Florida before." Was ju- just did it as a favor for someone, and I never went back. Right. So I loved it so much. I said, "I I, I said palm trees, sunshine. I'm in on this, right?" Yeah. So, um, then um, I moved to Houston, Texas. Then from Houston, Texas, I came back to Miami. Now. I was, during that whole time, I was never into photography. I used to love taking pictures. I mean, like anybody else, but just, you know, I'm an older guy, so, you know, pictures wasn't as good as they are now, like with cell phones and everything, you know? We had we had 12 tries or 10 tries out of a film, you know? And yeah. then they couldn't really take pictures of anything that you want to take pictures of because, you know, the, the guy at Walgreens was going to have to look at them first, right? And then right. give you that funny <laughs> face when you come to pick up the film mm-hmm. and the pictures. So, uh, so I never really took pictures, and then, um, then uh, I got into the Apple iPhones, and I was just—I t- thought I was the man because I had a few apps, and I was taking pictures with the phone. I was like, "Wow, this is awesome, man!" So I had a friend of mine who came uh, to visit me from Texas, and he was staying with me in in my in my Miami condo, and he's taking pictures with a DSLR, and I'm like, "Really? Why are you carrying that big thing around?" Like. Do you not know I have the iPhone 3GS right now? Like this thing <laughs> 3GS. is badass, right? Like it, it. You know, I don't need anything else. I mean, you're such a fool for carrying that big thing around. Well, then I hung out with him for the weekend, and he's like, "Well, Rob, I took this photography class, and it's really cool. You got to check it out." And I was like, "All right." I was skeptical because that's what New Yorkers do, right? We're skeptics, right? Right. So, um, so I spend the weekend with him. And he was taking pictures of things, and I would take pictures of things, and I would look at his compared to my iPhone 3GS, and I said, oh, man, 
I need a camera like that, right? Right. So as soon as he left that same day, I went over to a camera store and I bought my first camera. And um, that was back in March of 2013, which is not long ago. Um, and that was it. And I started with shooting my, my dogs and my ex-girlfriend and then my friends. And then as I, and I practiced on them. So I got a lot of Yorkie pictures when I uh, first started. And, um, and then it just started from there. That's how it started. So uh, you basically, like you said, went from taking pictures of your dog and your girlfriend. How did you decide that you wanted to sort of take pictures of more basic things to the specific style of photography that you do, which is models and, you know, the bikinis and all of that stuff? Well, I think it was just geographically why, right? My, my geography was swimsuits and girls. I mean, I mean, I live five minutes from South Beach. And I was like, and I'm, you know, I'm living this high rise and all there is in my building was models and stuff like that. So I was like, so it's, it's kind of, I guess if I, if you took, if I bought a camera and I was living in Iowa, I guess my, my pictures would have been of cornfields or something. And I probably would have not shot models, but, but I I think it was just a, a product of my environment. Okay. All right. That's cool. So, um, jumping over to the next question and. It's a little less related. It's a little bit more about you. What is your favorite movie? Or if you have a lot, what is your list of favorite movies? My current favorite, actually, I tell you, it kind of that list changes because as I watch new movies and as my taste changes, because um, I'm sure when I was a kid, right, my favorite movie was Lion King, right, or right. Aladdin. So, right. so it changes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I tell you, um, I love movies that have uh, twisted endings. So. Uh, I'm probably the last person on earth that saw the movie Seven with Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt. Right. But I, I, I love that movie, okay. uh, and I love at the end. I was like shocked, you know. So, and I love how how it has like those smart endings, right? Those twists, the suspense um, that says that you go, oh, if you don't go, oh, at the end of the movie, then then it was trash. <laughs> Okay, all right. So, um, what particular camera is it that you use? Um, different photographers do use different things, and some photographers use more than one, you know, Nikons and um, mm-hmm. Canons and whatever the case is. So, on, you know, a regular photo shoot day, what is um, the camera that you usually um, go to? What's your go-to? So, um, there's two types of photographers in this world, right? There's, uh, there's the ones that don't know what they're doing, and then there's the ones that use Canon cameras. So I use a camera. Okay. Shots fired. Okay. <laughs> um, is there a particular reason that you decided to go um, with Canon versus any other brand? For some people, it's a little bit more arbitrary. And for some people, you know, there's some sort of, I guess, brand loyalty from the start. So Yeah, I think that's what it is, right? So it's it's like Apple and Android. It's like Democrat and Republican. It's like you choose one and then you roll with it, right? Um, and what made me choose a Canon was... Um, Actually, I almost bought an icon, but whatever I would have started with, whatever my first camera would have been, that, that would have been my camera for the rest of my, my profession. I believe that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I just chose Canon because when I was looking at reviews and which cameras to buy, um, that was, at that time, it was, I could buy a full frame. It's a 6D uh, Canon. It was a full frame for under two grand. 
and that was my first camera. So the fact that it was a full frame and everything I read online was like, you got to have a full frame if you're a professional, you know? Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to get a full frame. So that was, that was, I wasn't, I didn't take any pictures yet. So I didn't want to make the $4,000 investment yet. And under 2000, I could have, I could have a full frame Canon 60. So that's why I went with Canon and then stuck with Canon. Okay, cool. So what does a chill day look like for you versus a busy day for you? So my, it's funny, right? I have, uh, I have, it's been a chill year. Okay. Right? Um, it's just been, uh, I, I, you know, I it used to be a little more hectic than what it is now, but um, I kind of took a little, I took a little step back because I wanted to reevaluate and ask myself, well, wh where, what are my goals? You know? Right. Because I don't want to just kind of do things and then at the end of the day go, it didn't help me toward a goal if I don't, I need a goal first of all. And I had to figure things out, right? Because I think just like an actor or like any other artist, um, I'm sure the actor goes through sometimes where they they go, well, do I do I want to continue being doing comedy or, or Disney movies? Or do I want to go into drama? Do I want to be a Broadway actor? Or right. be on the stage and do real acting? You know, I mean, so I, I was having one of those moments. And... Uh, and I moved with my girlfriend out to uh, Miramar, which is a little west and a little less crazy than where I was originally living. Um, and I'm here for a year, and I felt like the year that, I, that I'm on, on this lease over here out west, because this is my time. This is my, my India time. And why, what that means is, if you're familiar with Steve Jobs, when he was younger, after he had started Apple, he went away to India for a year. Mm -hmm. And... He said he didn't even touch a computer. He didn't look at a computer. He just was around the Indian people, and he was just part of the culture, and he was m meditating and doing everything that, that Indians do, right, at Gandhi. Mm -hmm. And then he came back. He said, you know, the best one of the best times of my life was when I went to India for a year and took a break and saw and, and, and just stepped out the box and then came back in. I saw things a little differently. And so I felt like I can't go to India. <laughs> so this is my India. Yeah. I'm in India right now. Chilly. So a busy day to me is, uh, is, and it happens, where I'm shooting and I'll have back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back shoots. Or I'll have a crazy shoot where it's like four or five models and things like that. And the day goes by pretty quick and it's just and it, people understand that to put a shoot together it's it's not an easy thing i mean you have to get some type of organization right you have to have a, someone to organize the makeup artists and the wardrobe and and um and then you got to manage those people to be at the same place at the same time and have backup plans if one person's running late or cancels or uh, or whatnot so it's a it's a very complex thing to do. Um, I guess my busiest days are my shooting days. And when I'm not shooting, um, it's just Netflix and chill. Okay, you know? that's fair. That's fair. So you kind of touched on this particular question already, but um, I'm hoping you can kind of expound on a little bit. Uh, mm -hmm. You were saying that because, you know, you currently live in Miami, you know, warm weather, South Beach, beautiful ladies and bikinis and whatnot. So do you feel like your city really um, inspires your photography style? And if so, like to what extent? Like, is it a very, very um, strong 
sort of inspiration that Miami and South Beach gives you for the style of photography that you do? Or do you feel like your photography style is a little bit more international than that? Because, I mean, there's other countries and other cities with beaches and beautiful people and that sort of thing. So do you think it's solely Miami or do you think that, you know, it could be a little bit more international than that in terms of the look of your photos? No, I, I, I wish I was more international. That sounds better, right? But um, I feel like it's a Miami style, right? Um, and, you know, and a lot of my friends are photographers and they, sh they, you know, and their aspirations are similar and their styles are similar. Um, and for some reason, there's just, there's more beauty, more booty, and then just the, the, the tones of the colors and, and the composition of the pictures. I think it's a signature of South Florida, specifically, you know, Miami style of, of type of pictures. Because, um, and I will say that the only other city that I've seen that comes close to Miami style is the West Coast, you know, California specifically, um, is a very similar style. But everything in between, it could be New York, Texas, Ohio, whatever, um, I, I, I never seen a picture that look like ours from either California or Florida in any of the Midwest photographers. Right. You know, it's a, it's a, it's, I think it's a unique style to, to the, to the coast. Um, so I noticed that a lot of your photography tends to gravitate towards, you know, this beautiful, cool girl for lack of better words. And like you said, it's because that's, you know, Miami and South Beach is abundant of those types of women. So it's easy to use them as subjects. But um, with this particular look, do you do you see yourself shooting in any other uh, shooting with any other photography subjects like fashion photography or I don't mm -hmm. know nature or pre pregnancy photography for instance? I think you know honestly I, I you know if I had an end game it would be to be a fashion photographer being employed by a company where I didn't have to be see right now as a photographer I have to wear all the hats right I have right. to book my own deals. I have to be my own accountant. I have to be my own photographer. I have to be my own retoucher. I have to be everything, right? Um, and I guess the end game would be if I had, if I worked for not an agency, but if I worked for, let's say, a Sports Illustrated or a Victoria's Secret, where they said, well, Rob, all you, we want you to do is shoot. We're going to get you the models. We're going to get you the locations. We're going to fund everything. We're going to finance everything, and you're on a salary. Yeah? I, that would be my end game. If my particular client said, and honestly, deep down inside, I love fashion. I love fashion photography. Um, so, you know, a lot of my clients are more on the urban side. So, you know, that's, I have to do what my clients want. But if it was my personal taste, I kind of like, I, I always either veer to fashion photography or a very artistic um, vintage look, which is I like to. Do you have a favorite fashion photographer? Mm, I do. Okay. His name is Gavin O'Neill. Okay. Does he has he worked for particular brands like uh, particular fashion houses or what does his style sort of? Yeah, he's an icon. But Gavin O'Neill does stuff like I'm gonna give you an example. Like this is Gavin O'Neill, right? Oh, that's beautiful. You know, very. Yeah, beautiful. Mm -hmm. Very high fashion. You know, very tasteful. Nice. I kind of like that style. Um, and if it, you know, if that was my clientele, I would veer toward that style. Right. But that's, you know, I haven't touched that circle yet. You know. Okay. All right. 
So, what keeps you motivated in your craft? You know, um, social. Well, I'll, I'll tell you one thing. So, I always believe that you have to be self motivated. You know, right? I, I feel like motivation for anyone has to come from within, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um. So right off the bat, I I will not say that I'm motivated. What gets me motivated? Just having the passion itself motivates me, right? right? But I'm inspired by other photographers, especially with social media now. Right. And you know, you you just see things, and, and and I'm fans of other photographers, and I look at their work, and I'm like, damn, I got to go out and do something now, because like that's dope, you know? Right. So it's it's like a friendly competition, right? Right. right. So I'm inspired by other photographers, and I'm insp- always inspired by my own self. Whenever I'm walking around, and I'm looking at things. I said, well, you know what? It would be dope if I can do something with this and this and put a model here, you know, whenever I'm driving around or something and I see something interesting. Okay. If you could pick three brands that you feel at the moment represent you, so it could be like a car brand, it could be a food, so not necessarily luxury. It could be luxury, Mm -hmm. fashion, like any brand at all that, you know, really is you at the moment, three of them, Mm -hmm. what would those three be and why? That's That's a good question, right? Because I always give... Whenever I'm giving advice to models or other photographers, I'm always telling them and reminding them that they're a brand, mm-hmm. right? right? You're a brand. You're a brand, right? right? Yeah. So whatever you put your name to, people are going to associate it with something, right? Right. If they know you, they're going to have an association with you. Absolutely. And, you know, and, uh, you never see, so I tell people all the time, I tell models, photographers, be careful with who you work with because they're a reflection of you. You don't see Bentleys advertised in front of Costco. You know, it's quality over quantity. So it could be a Mercedes, it could be a Prada, it could be anything. But anything that's high-end, they they are really, really into their brand, right? They, they, they're careful with what shelves they're on, what stores they're on, who's wearing them. So that kind of applies to photography. It's like, well, okay, who I'm shooting is just as important as what I'm shooting and how I'm shooting it. Because there's a lot of times where I see photographers where people go, oh, they're dope. I'm like, no, the picture's not dope. It's just you like the model or you or the model's a celebrity. Right. And it just makes the picture. Yeah. But I, I, I think we get that intertwined. So I feel like I'm very picky with who I shoot with because they're part of an associating with my brand, right? Because people look at her, they associate her with me now right. or, or vice versa. So I would say I would have to be high-end because that's what high-end companies do. Who they share that shelf with mm-hmm. and who they share that, that storefront with mm-hmm. is part of what they do every day to keep their brand vibrant and exclusive. In photography, I want to be that high-end brand. I want to be that, that Bugatti, you know? Yeah. So what three brands would encompass you right now then? You know, I'll tell you. So, you know, we'll say uh, Bentley because... You don't see commercials for Bentley, right? Right. That's why I feel like if I if I did a commercial, if I went on my Instagram or I went on my social media or if I went on my anything and I said, hey, 50% off on photo shoots with Rob Lowe, Bentley doesn't do that, right? There's right. no rebates. There's no coupon. So I never cheapen my brand. And there's some photographers that go out there and go, hey, I'm going to do five looks for 50 bucks. And I'm like... Bro, you're like a Kia photography, man. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, you're cheapening yourself. So I, I, I like the Bentley and the Lamborghini type of uh, idea where we don't have to market. You know, we don't have to advertise. We don't have to give discounts. Because they don't give discounts and because they're a certain brand and they hold a certain value, 
then I want to keep that certain value. So I feel like I'm, I want to be like a Lamborghini when it comes to photography. Bugatti, Lamborghini, is there another one or is that? Um, I mean, luxury cars, you can say a fine wine, like I said, anything exclusive, you know, you, you name the product, I'll, I'll give you an exclusive uh, company tied to it. Everything, I think they're, they're, everything that has, just like they're in, in a city, right? There's every city, no matter where you go, it's going to have a good neighborhood and it's going to have a poor neighborhood, right? right. So it's everything that you, everything we have has a balance everything every product we have has a balance so um you know uh, i but i don't want to say that i don't want to associate myself with just that if you charge a lot of money or you're expensive that that equates to high end because that's not necessarily true there's a lot of things that i think that this wine right here you know to me tastes better than silver oak which is 150 dollars a bottle and this is 15 bucks you know and i think it tastes better so it's just um having good taste with uh, good branding and having a quality product at the end not necessarily specific brands just the type of brand so before you were mentioning that you know seeing the work of other photographers motivates you inspires you it just kind of keeps you going is there anyone that you know you you feel is sort of competition to your work your i'll tell you so the photographers out there that i like i said and I have respect for them because, like I said, I like their work. And they inspire me is Bad Boy, Wanty D, Orangutan, uh, Max Thompson, Brendan Ford, Marcus Hyde, and Oren. Uh, Oren's videos, they're really, really nice. Like the ones that he puts on his Instagram account, like the short 15 seconds. Those are very well done. Would you consider yourself more of an introvert or more of an extrovert? And why? It's funny, right? I'm the most... I am, and I, I know this sounds cliche, but I am a very social, anti-social person. Okay. That's very common. That's very common. Yeah. I love, I, I and the reason why I say this is because I can get along with anybody. I can talk to anybody. But as we get older, our circle gets real small, right? And I say that because I like people and I don't like people. I like I like people, individuals, when I meet them and I, I'm impressed by them. But I don't like people as a whole. I think us, human beings... As a whole, we're dumb. You know, mm -hmm. we, we, we allow a lot of things. But then when I meet certain people, I'm impressed by them. Then I, I'm like, wow, this is, a, this is a good friend to have and, and someone I would like to associate myself with as an individual. But I hate people. Um, uh, I, I, I hate people. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, but. that makes a lot of sense. So you mentioned, like, you're, ethnic, you're Dominican, right? So when you're in your car or in an uber or something like that or say you're at the gym what kind of music do you find yourself gravitating towards okay so i like uh I, i'm a big fan of pachata okay all right so i you know uh, romeo santos aventura when he was uh, when he was in the group um my girlfriend's a big salsa fan so we listen to mark anthony and, and uh, all the classic salsa okay. um i'm from new york so you know i, I have to hear my hip-hop i'm a big fan of 90s hip-hop and r&b um, I feel like R&B is dead, um, and it's like disco, no, there's no real R&B. As a matter of fact, we were in the car the other day, and I was, uh, I was just putting on some old R. Kelly and H-Town and Joe Rissi, and you know, I'm like, wow, they don't even talk like that in the, in the R&B songs anymore, they, you know, they don't go, hey baby, I'm gonna tell you about this song right now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of slow it down for you, you know, they don't do that no more now, it's just like, don't. you're my side chick, bitch, you know, <laughs> and it's, it's a shame, you know, so. Yeah, it, it the, the, not only the, the style of music changed, but also also the the, the content changed, right? So what's important, right? I'm more of a 
uh, a hopeless romantic, and I like the '90s vibe, and I like and I and in in the '90s, it wasn't bad to love a girl, you know. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like you could love a girl and you and you sing about it. Now you, it's like they don't want to say I love someone; they want to say, "Yo, I, I smashed," you know. Mm-hmm. I do like Drake. I do like The Weeknd. You know, I, if if I was listening to anything current, that would be my my choice. Okay. Do you have any celebrities, well-known people, or people that you hold in high esteem that are fans of your photography? Well, you know, I have, I have actually, I have. Um, since I deal with females most of the time, mm-hmm. um, that's what I attract. And of a lot of the females that I that I work with are either wives and girlfriends or reality show stars. Right. So, um, wives and girlfriends of. You know, rappers like of DMX and you know, a fabulous or whatever the case may be. I'm a big NFL fan and I've shot a few like with the wide receivers. And I have, um, I feel like I don't deal with the celebrities, but I, I, I deal with a lot of um, people that are tied into that world or in that web. You know, there's times where I'll, I'll, I'll have conversations or, or talks or like Ray J's, you know, he was a good friend of ours and he took us out to dinner and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, took us out for a drink. I, not too long ago, I, I had I had a conversation with Mayweather to do some a, a little business venture. So some like, you know, things like that happen. Um, but it's in this industry and where I live, it's just, it, it's almost like you get numb to it where it's like not a big deal, you know? Yeah. So. Who has been your favorite model to work with so far? It's not a specific model, mm-hmm. but it's the type of model that I'm, I'm a favorite of. I used to work with a lot of the models that have the big followers. That was like my, my thing, right? Working with the, the girls that were, were super popular and Instagram celebrities. And they were like coming in and where's, you know, where's my assistant? And, <laughs> you know, where's my trailer? I need a trailer, you know? <laughs> so I kind of grew out of dealing with them. For me, since my goal is the art of photography and not the popularity, so um, I deal with a lot of uh, girls now that are just humble, girls that are goofy, girls that are responsible, professional, that are on the shoot on time, that are willing to do whatever you know for the shot, um, that don't have an entourage and don't feel like they're too good for anything. You know, not all the time, but most of those girls are the ones that have. You know, two thousand followers or five hundred followers, and you know, they don't have a big following, and they, they're natural beauties, and they're naturally, and they have great personas. So I kind of, I kind of change my subjects. I guess while I'm in India, I'm seeing things a little different now. You know, I'm focused more on the art. To answer your question, who's my favorite models? Is the humble ones. Leading into what you said about it being more about the art and the photography than the actual model. I mean, I know as a photographer, all of your photos, to some extent, are your babies. You're proud of all of them. But is there a particular photo or a photo set that you would probably consider your favorite? Just like kids, since you uh, compared it to kids, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say I love one of my kids more than another, right? So, mm-hmm. um, I, and, and I guess it's, it's different times, because I look back at some of my, my earlier work, and I feel like, oh, I'm not, I don't like that at all, you know? Yeah. So... Um, so as my, as I change, and I'm, I think we're constantly changing, kind of like what Jay-Z said, right? If you stay the same. I didn't work this hard to stay the same, mm-hmm. right? And I'm always evolving. And so I'm going to say my best shoot is always my last one. Okay. What makes Rob Lowe happy? What makes you happy? What? I You broke up? What makes you happy? What makes Rob Lowe happy? Well, you know, um, health, life, friends. Having being in a loving relationship, that makes me happy. Just having good people around me makes me happy. 
I, I'm a very appreciative person, you know. And lastly, Apple products make me happy. Apple products. Why do Apple products make you happy? <laughs> I'm a big Apple fanboy. There's a lot of people that I disconnected out of my life because they just refuse to, to be on iOS and I don't deal with Android people. I don't get well. <laughs> oh my goodness. Is that serious? <laughs> Disconnect them from your life? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, I'll bring them back if they switch, you know, and they get their shit together. <laughs> All right. Have you ever had a point during your photography career, let's say, where you felt like, damn, I made it? You know, like something happened, you were like, damn, I really made it. Like, is this really real? Yeah, you know, so I feel like that every time somebody really recognized me, mm -hmm. right? because I don't hardly show pictures of myself. Mm -hmm. But whenever I go somewhere and people go, you're Rob Bloom? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh my God, I'm a fan. I love your work, blah, 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 blah. To me, those are the moments that go, nigga, we made it. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> so who's in your photography team right now um, that, you know, is helping build the brand and make it the empire that I'm sh sure you envision it uh, to be? So, you know, makeup artists or hairstylist or you know anybody that just kind of you know is helping move the brand forward okay so a lot of people that I associate with myself with now um, I have a cinematographer that I work with his name is Castro Media mm -hmm. um, uh, my, my girlfriend who's also uh, my uh, my model my muse at times and also she helps me with styling on the shoots mm -hmm. so she's part of my team um, I have some photography photographer friends of mine that helped me. Um, I have uh, one guy who's up and coming. His name is Sean Beckford. He's from uh, Jamaica. And then I have people that were with me from the beginning, you know. Um, you know, I have a, I have probably three makeup artists that I like. They know my style. I love their style. Um, I, I do work with a, one particular boutique on a, kind of on a retainer type of deal. Um, they're called Touch Styles. I work with them. So I do a lot of work with them. A lot of my probably one I already seven eight shoots of has to do with touch styles in one way or another mm -hmm. um so those are some of the brands and and people that i work with that help me do what i do okay um what were you doing before you delved into photography i'm glad you asked um a lot of people don't know this but the uh the movie magic mike was about my life story and uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding um I was in the car business. I mentioned Lamborghini. Uh, I used to work for Lamborghini Miami. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Every photographer has their own philosophy when it comes to whether or not they should Photoshop their photos, and if so, how much or how little, you know, etc., mm -hmm. etc. Et so, what is your philosophy when it comes to editing your work? And tell us a bit more about you know the editing process for you and. You know what it takes you know when you're editing these photos and these videos good question right you have some people that are just you know f first of all i think photoshop got a bad name mm -hmm. it has a bad reputation but it's it all at the end of the day it's just an editing tool mm -hmm. right and it's just like the gun has smith and wesson has a bad name but it's not the smith and wesson it's the it's the guy that pulls the trigger at the subject he chooses to shoot right exactly so photoshop itself let me just tell you I'm gonna use the word Photoshop because people think Photoshop. They think of oh, he made it. He made his ass bigger. You know, he made the breast bigger. Or that's not even how you look in real life. So I just want to get that out. Like Photoshop is not bad. It's just a tool. It's the people that choose how they want to use that tool. They either make it good or bad. Right. All right. So now that I got that out of the way. Um. So 
since you mentioned movies, I'm going to use, and I like to speak in metaphors. So, metaphorically speaking, you have two types of extremes of photographers. Mm -hmm. You have the guy that's Mr. Natural that goes, oh, I'm going to keep every pimple on your face. I'm not going to change you. This is the way you look. Mm -hmm. Okay? And then you have the other extreme where the person looks completely angelic, like, oh my God, like, doesn't even look like the person in real life, right, right? Right. So those are your two extremes. So let's compare them to movies. So you have Star Wars, which is probably not going to happen, mm -hmm. right? And that's the guy that does the over-the-top editing, mm -hmm. Photoshop, right? And then you have the other guy who does light editing or no editing. In movies, those are your documentaries, those are your biographies, those are your real raw movies that have no special effects and are real. Right. So those are your two real movies. I feel like I'm not one or the other. I'm not trying to make my subject look exactly what she looks like in real life because that's not my style. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not a documentary guy. Mm -hmm. And I'm not Star Wars. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a blend of the two where I want it to be real where it does look like the subject, but enhanced to the point where people go, wow, that's above that. I mean, that's an amazing woman or that's an amazing subject. And in order for them to say that, I have to enhance the picture in a certain way and I have to shoot it a certain way. So if I was to give an example, like the movie uh, Transporter, right? Mm -hmm. Probably Jason Statham probably can't jump a bridge with an Audi, right? Right. Probably. But it's almost real enough where you, you think that if you saw Jason Statham in real life and you gave him your car keys, you would probably think he has some skills, right? Right. You probably think he, he could probably put that thing on two wheels or something. Mm -hmm. So that's how I want my subjects to be. I want them to be Jason Statham. Mm -hmm. I want them to be that, you know, I know this is almost not, can't be real. She can't be that perfect, but I believe it, mm -hmm. you know? So it's in between the, the two extremes. Because at the end of the day, I don't want people, when people go, oh, but that's not her real stomach, or that's not her real this, or that. I'm not trying to be real. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to create a photograph that everybody can appreciate and admire. Okay. And if I'm, like I said, I use transport as an example, but if I'm shooting transport, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to say a car can't do that in real life. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it because it's entertainment. And that's, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, that's what I'm doing. It's entertaining. And that's real. That's real. What do you believe is the most innovative or interesting prop that you've used in any of your shoots? One prop that like stands out. That's why I always ask models what, what their interests are, right? And uh, because I want to, I want to take their, their personality and put it, make it as part of the picture. If they're into fitness, I want them to bring, you know, jogging pants and a sports bra or whatever. We try to bring props to every photo shoot. And there's probably not one prop that stands out. We've had a lot of interesting ones. I've used guns before, <laughs> you know? I think my best props is the, is the location, you know? Oh, actually, we work with a vintage store where they supplied uh, some vintage stuff. So we had a bunch of furs and we had like a very vintage shoot and I, I, oh, and actually it was my girlfriend that was the model and she was carrying an old 13 inch black and white TV and we shot the shot as an old vintage um, shot. Like it almost looked like um, the cover of Life magazine from 1961, you know? So that's probably the most interesting props I would say. Different. That is different. That's cool. What is your most expensive piece of photography equipment? Me. That makes sense. It's true, right? Like, you can't buy all the knowledge that I'm sharing. Yeah, you have. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's the brain, girl. It's the brain. I, but 
but I, I would say that in my bag, in, in, which is the size of a book bag, I probably at any given time with the lenses and, and a camera investment, if I were to tie that to a dollar amount, um, excluding myself, because I would, like I said, I think if you're a good photographer, any equipment you have, you can take a nice picture. Actually, they showed me the other day that there's somebody who just travels the world taking pictures on an iPhone, so you don't have to have an expensive camera to, to, to create art, right? Yeah. But, um, but I, in my book bag, I probably have an estimated value of what I carry with me, probably about 13 to 15 grand. Wow. So um, between lenses and camera, that would be the, my most expensive dollar amount um, that I carry with me. I think that's that goes for any photographer. That would be their biggest investment. So you did mention that you know you currently have a girlfriend, and she's uh, she's been your model. She's you know been your stylist as well, and a lot of the shoots that um done so do you want to tell us a little bit more about her how you guys met you know like a little little love story sort of situation well it's funny because uh she was stalking me and uh (laughs) and uh um she was stalking me and and i had a restraining order and uh and I'm just kidding, right? <laughs> so um, actually, I had one of I had a photographer, and he's like, "Rock, well, I use your condo," and he brought he brought over uh, I think two models, um, and he wanted to shoot them on the balcony, and I was like, "Yeah, no problem." So I was I was you know I'm, I'm you know I wasn't paying attention. I, I give him their space, and then one of the models that he brought, I mean, she was like undressing me with her eyes and everything. I was a single guy for a while, so. You know, it takes a lot for me to to take someone serious because you know I'm picky, very picky in who I so you know who I date because I expect a lot but I give a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. So and I, a lot and and for some reason, especially being in Miami, it's hard to find real people, right? Mm-hmm. So she was beautiful on the outside and, and had a great personality. And we had we vibed together and we went on a few dates and. And we just naturally let everything go the way it goes. And uh, she became more than my girlfriend. She became my best friend. Aw, that's so sweet. Do you have to travel a lot for work? Do you find yourself, like, traveling a lot for work or not so much? Um, I used to travel more. But since I'm in India, um, it's, uh, you know, I don't travel as often. Um, but I used to go to... Um, but I'll, t- I'll name a few of the places that I've last year that I had to that I went to for shooting. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you go to LA and New York a lot. Went to Cabo, St. Lucas to shoot. Uh, Aruba, Curacao, New Orleans, Atlanta, Vegas. That was just last year. So mm-hmm. it was a lot of trips last year, yeah. shooting a lot of different places. And I'm gonna go back to that. Um, I'm gonna travel more often. So when you do make these work trips like is it strictly work or do you sort of fuse a little bit of work and play since you know you're in vegas already <laughs> you're in cabo already like. yeah. yeah no it's uh, everything i do I, I i infuse some type of um joy to it mm-hmm. and to me i'm fortunate enough to that when i do photography it doesn't feel like work anyways it's it's it, there's always a story to tell and it's always exciting yeah, i'm sure it is actually I, I have one of the few jobs that alcohol helps what we do right i could see that actually i can absolutely see that so what's next for you rob lowe as a photographer and otherwise i don't you know i'm I'm still figuring it out you know i I want photography to be part of my life for the rest of my life and i always wanted want to capture something and be an artist i like direction i'm going in right now and i i I like the 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 rules that i i put on myself right now on who who i wanted to deal with i tell you rob lowe a year ago 
you know, he would say yeah a lot more, you know, he would say yes to almost anything. You know, hey, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, no problem, I'll do that. Hey, I'll be part of that. And now it's like Rob Lowe 2015, he's like a little, he's a little more like, nah, I'm good, I'm good. I got, I, I, I got a certain style that I'm, you know, I want to maybe go toward fashion photography. I want to start doing more vintage. I want to start doing more um, ads, maybe working with more products. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I, I don't want to get away with working with models because I, I love the human aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love working with with women. I love I think women are beautiful, so I love working with women. And, I, and like I said, I would love to, to to if people wanted to put their their vodka bottle or their makeup or they wanted to show off a purse and they wanted to add some type of beauty and infuse the beauty and the product together. That that I would be the person to call. Absolutely. How would you sum up your work, your photography, in uh, three words? OMG, fucking amazing. But to three words, I would say tasteful, because even though I like to work with women, I like to work with some type of implied nudity or less clothing. I think tasteful, artistic, and quality are the three words that describe my, my work. Okay, I would absolutely agree with you. Absolutely. So what advice would you give to other aspiring photographers or other people trying to hone in on their craft from the ground up? First, I would I would say find your brand. You know, uh, identify what your brand is. Are you gonna be Are you gonna be the the Walmart of photographers where you're just gonna do ninety nine dollar photo shoots and and shoot everybody and anybody? And or are you gonna be Saks Fifth Avenue nowadays? Everybody has a camera. They're a photographer, right? Yeah. That there's very few good photographers, right? right. Because taking a picture and creating a picture are two different things. Mm-hmm. Anybody could take a picture. But creating an image and creating an emotion and capturing something that's special, that's what a photographer is. Yeah. So I would I would tell that young person, are you a photographer or are you just taking a picture? Are you passionate about photography or are you in it for alternative reasons? Because at the end of the day, once you figure those things out, the rest is going to figure itself out. I agree. I agree. Um, so when next SoFuckingPosh.com gets to your city, do we have an invite to come kick it with you? Absolutely. Awesome. So where can the readers find you on all your social media accounts? Well, the good thing is, is that my Instagram, my Periscope, my Twitter is... Roblo305, every single one. So you said Periscope, your Instagram, and your Twitter. Well, thank you so much, Rob, for doing this interview with me. I really, really appreciate it. It was really great talking to you, and you're one of my favorite photographers as well, so it was really nice to be able to, you know, talk with you and kind of see how the whole thing started, so I really appreciate it. Anytime, and thank you for taking the time out. Well, there it is, guys. SoFuckingPosh.com's exclusive interview with the go-to South Beach photographer, Roblo305. Now, if you guys have any questions at all about anything that you've heard in this particular interview or anything that you're going to hear in upcoming podcast episodes, don't hesitate to let me know. Drop me a line. You can reach me on my Twitter. My Twitter handle is D1MEP1ECE. Again, that's D1MEP1ECE. Or you can reach me at my Instagram, which is L-A-B-O-U-R-G-E-O-I-S-I-E-F-O-T-O. That spells out La Bourgeoisie Photo. All right? Until next time. Bye, guys. Ain't nowhere to run to. There ain't nothing here for free